In today's episode of Locked On Oilers, did Warren Fogle just solidify Yesapuli Arvey's departure from the Edmonton Oilers? We will talk about that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers Podcast. I'm your host and former Oilers Game Day producer Brett Holden. On today's episode of Locked On Oilers, we're going to get started with the Oilers win over the Detroit Red Wings in Motown. A 5-2 victory for the Oilers as McLovin Warren Fogle led the way for the Oilers' two goals for him. And speaking of Warren Fogle, we will also be talking about how this game has basically pushed Yes, Puliyarvi off the Edmonton Oilers and solidified that this will be his last week as an Edmonton Oiler. That will come up a little later on on today's episode, and we will wrap up today's episode with the good, the bad, and the ugly as we do after every Edmonton Oilers game. Thank you so much for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. And where we are going to get started is, as mentioned, the Edmonton Oilers 5-2 win over the Detroit Red Wings at the Joe Louis Arena. Just kidding. It's called the Little Caesars Arena. I will never not call it Joe Louis. I, I know I also call it Crypto.com. Staples still... Uh, you can't get me away from the old-time names. But either way, the Oilers with a big 5-2 win against the Red Wings at Little Caesars Arena. And it was a big game led by depth scoring for the Edmonton Oilers. Warren Fogle getting two goals in this one. Uh, Ryan McLeod getting the scoring started for the Edmonton Oilers. Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Evander Kane getting the other two goals. Ryan, uh, Connor McDavid, excuse me, and Leon Dry. Both held goalless in this one, but Connor McDavid was able to get an assist on the insurance goal from Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Connor McDavid with his 13th straight game with a point. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers are just finding ways to do it in all forms. Eight wins in the last nine games. They have points in each of the last nine games. This is the longest stretch for the Edmonton Oilers and getting points since the 2005-2006 season where the Oilers went 10 straight games getting at least a point. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying. I'm just saying. If we all remember the last time 05-06 happened, I don't know. Either way, the Edmonton Oilers getting a big depth win in this one. Jack Campbell also with massive saves down the stretch for the Oilers and really probably won this game for the Oilers. 
Campbell was honestly probably the reason why the Edmonton Oilers won this game. The Oilers had a couple of defensive lapses in the second and third period that almost allowed the Detroit Red Wings back into this game. But Jack Campbell, a couple of big saves on odd man rushes, a couple of breakaways as well. I'm thinking about that breakaway save. I want to say it was on Fabry. I don't remember who it was exactly, but a massive, massive save for Jack Campbell in that one. The Edmonton Oilers needed Jack Campbell to, to be big in this one at times. Uh, 31 saves on 33 shots for Campbell as he wins his seventh straight game. The Edmonton Oilers are getting the goaltending they expected from their 5x5 goaltender when they signed him in the summer. Plus the other goaltender just getting back from an all-star game. So the Edmonton Oilers are getting big uh, performances from their goaltenders. They're getting big performances from their depth scores. And the Edmonton Oilers are getting performances as well from their defensemen. Vincent DeHarnay with his four Fourth assist in nine games so far in his NHL career. He is just an absolute massive mountain man on the back end. And kind of, is, we'll talk about the physicality in a bit, but every other Edmonton Oiler kind of had, especially on the back end, had a little bit of a chippy night. Brett Kulak really got into it, dropped the gloves at the end of the game. Tyson Berry was getting into scrums, especially that one with Evander Kane behind the Detroit Red Wings net in the third period. Uh, Tice, or, uh, Darnell Nurse absolutely ruined a guy in the first or second period right in the slot, and he was in on a couple of the scrums as well. Cody Ceci, I mean, Evan Bouchard gets quietly nasty as well. He gets into it too, so the Edmonton Oilers were able to do it all. Now we'll talk more about the physicality as well, as Evander Kane, Clem Cox, and a whole bunch of the Edmonton Oilers were really in on the nasty stuff. And it was great to see. Standing up for uh, for their teammates, really not letting the, the Detroit Red Wings get into their type of game. It was a full game for the Edmonton Oilers. And it was, <laughs> you know what? Honestly, at one point, I, I texted a friend group of mine and said, this is a, a perfect game for a guy like Sam Lafferty. I don't know. But it, with that being said, I'm saying that because the Edmonton Oilers, this is a chippy game, and the Edmonton Oilers haven't always been known to be comfortable in those types of games, and the Edmonton Oilers were able to go out there, stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with a relatively chippy team. I mean, they have guys like Tyler Bertuzzi in that uh, uh, lineup. I mean, they have some pretty chippy guys on that team. Look at what happened between Fabry and Vincent DeHarnay as well, but the Edmonton Oilers came out, got a big win away from home, in the Eastern Conference, that isn't an easy travel package either. But the Edmonton Oilers are able to go 29-18-4 and four on the season. And they look to improve on that record when they go to Philadelphia on Thursday. A 5 o'clock puck drop in Philadelphia. Well, the 5 o'clock puck drop, Mountain Time, 
in Philadelphia. It is not here in Edmonton. Now, the Edmonton Oilers are 9-1-1 in the last 11 games. This is their best stretch since they did have a pretty good stretch in the uh, COVID-shortened year, but there were no fans in the uh, arena then. But as Jack Michaels said, it was their best stretch since 1986-1987. I mean, the Edmonton Oilers uh, appeared in something pretty important back then. I don't know. I'm just saying there's a 86-87 reference, 05-06 reference. Pretty important game for the Edmonton Oilers. But it was also a pretty important game for Warren Fogle. But by proxy... Is it an important game for Yessa Puliyarvi? As Warren Fogle might have just played Yessa Puliyarvi's way off of the roster. Why is that important? And what do the real numbers look like between these two players? We will talk about that in just a second. But first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. This year, the only app you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. We are really excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they are the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you are new to FanDuel, that is even better. They have so many great features that make betting betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on so many things, including the money line to point spreads and including who will score a touchdown. They will even let you bet, and I was looking at this as well. I like those little niche little prop bets that are going on, and one of the prop bets that are going on for Super Bowl 57 is who will catch a pass on the first drive for the Philadelphia Eagles. And, you know, that's kind of an interesting one, but I was looking at it because Quez Watkins has the same odds as Miles Sanders. Yes, the running back, who I think is one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL. They both sit at plus 650 to catch a, a pass on the first drive for the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of a, a chase in the sauce a little bit there. That might be a little bit of a friendly bet. Either way, FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. And best of all, you get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your first no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Alrighty, as mentioned, a big game for Warren Fogle in this one as he gets two goals, including the game winner against the Detroit Red Wings in this one. And this is a big game not only for Warren Fogle, but by proxy, by by association, a big game for Yesa Puliyarvi. As mentioned, Kyler Yamamoto comes back, at least is slated to come back, is able to come off LTIR on uh, 
February 12th, which is on Sunday, which would be on time for the game against the Montreal Canadiens. And the expectation is that, well, first of all, the Edmonton Oilers will need to make cap space in order to activate uh, Kyler Yamamoto off LTIR. But the expectation is that Yesipuli RV will be the player out of the lineup or the odd man out, I should say, for the Edmonton Oilers. But there may, of course, have been a little bit of doubt with Warren Fogle also being a recent healthy scratch against the Chicago Blackhawks. His name has been in trade talks basically all season since the summer. Signed that $2.75 million deal as well. Kind of close to uh, Yesapoli and Kyler Yamamoto. But this game for Warren Fogle has solidified his spot with the Edmonton Oilers. It makes me believe he will not be the man out when Kyler Yamamoto is activated off LTIR. Now, why? Yes, you can go with the recency bias of, oh, he just scored two goals, blah, blah, blah. And you can really sit there and go, well, really, Warren Fogle has 12 points now, and Yesapoli Arvey has 10. And going into this game, they both were tied at 10 points. Fair. I, I can understand that. But Warren Fogle, heading into this game, had 10 points in 36 games. Yesapoli Arvey had 10 points in 49 games. Now coming out of this one, Warren Fogle in 37 games has 7 goals, 5 assists, 12 points. Yesapoli Arvey in 49 games, which is 12 more than what Fogle has played, has 4 goals, 6 assists, 10 points. Now, that is a very baseline stat number, and we both know where this is going. My favorite advanced stat or advanced stats is the goals for and goals against per 60 minutes because that puts everybody on the same baseline and it tells everybody on average what you are doing each and every game. So we only took a look at the five on five numbers because that is all that these players do play on. And Warren Fogle just, I don't want to say blows Pulley out of the water. But especially this year, it's just not close. The goals for per 60 minutes for Warren Fogle sits at a 2.05. Yes, RV sits at 1.72. Not fantastic numbers for either players. Not exactly anything to write home about. But when you're a bottom six player, you still have to produce at some clip. And with Warren Fogle able to hit a 2.05, that is a little bit more impressive. Now, it is the defensive numbers that make Fogel stand out as well. His goals against per 60 minutes this season so far, a 2.17 at 5-on-5, five five, which would put him 6th on the Edmonton Oilers. Yes, a Pugliarvi, 2.76, which would put him 17th. At this time last year, Yesapuli RV sat first on the Edmonton Oilers in goals against per 60 minutes. And this year, he is anything but. Now, we have talked a little bit over the last couple of weeks about the Athletics player cards. And we have used them at the advantage of targets for the Edmonton Oilers and trades. 
Now I wanted to take a look at how the Edmonton Oilers players, more specifically Warren Fogel and Yesapuli Arvey, stood up against each other, and again, there is a clear winner. In goals so far this year, Yesapuli sits in the 21st percentile, and Warren Fogel sits in the 30th, and this is a theme that sits along the entire ride. 23rd percentile in assists for Fogel, 21st for Puliyarvi. Not exactly a massive difference, but also when you take a look at game time or games played as well, that is a pretty big difference. Uh, points percent or points, yeah, percentile as well. 25th percentile for Fogel, 20th for uh, Pugliarvi. The expected goals is where uh, Pugliarvi really just starts to, to fall behind here. Fogel sits in the 57th percentile and has the ability to reach up to 19. And that is the thing about Warren Fogel. Fogel has an issue with finishing. That has always been his issue. But he hasn't had an issue with creating those chances. He has always been able to create a chance, really, really, really get under the skin of players and 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 force issues for the other team. And, and you see it in these numbers. 57th percentile in expected goals with ni- uh, 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 the ability to get to 19 by the end of the year. And yes, Apuliarvi sits in the 32nd percentile with the ability to get to 13. Then we get to the wins above replacement number, basically, in hockey, where basically it tells you how many wins each player uh, gets for their team. And again, it is not really that close. Yes, Apuliarvi is in the 28th percentile, costing the Edmonton Oilers 0.2 games this year, which is basically zero and is on pace to get zero. So not really a, a difference maker, which is the key point where Warren Fogle is sitting in the 43rd percentile where he has the ability to reach 0.6 games for the Edmonton Oilers. That, that is substantial. And again tonight, Warren Fogle, his expected goals tonight, a 1.255. He led the Edmonton Oilers. It's not his first time leading the Edmonton Oilers or being second or third in that stat. He is really driving offense when he is able to play, and he had six unblocked shots for the Edmonton Oilers. He is able to get the puck to the net. He is able to get the puck below the goal line and fight for those pucks and and create chances. And I think the Edmonton Oilers have their answer between Warren Fogle and Yesapuliarvi. I'm, I don't think that they were really wavering, but especially after this game, it, it, it's set in stone. Yes, Apuliarvi's final week as an Edmonton Oiler continues on this week, basically. Uh, let's wrap up today's episode with the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Detroit Red Wings. We will do that in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started using AG1 because I wanted to better my gut health, optimize my immune system, and I wanted to do that without taking so many pills. And that's exactly what I'm able to do with AG1. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, 
probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all of the things. All of the things. All while still being lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is all good for you. Plus, it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything all while still tasting great. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and is recommended by professional athletes. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That is it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Alrighty, wrapping up with the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Detroit Red Wings in Motown as the Edmonton Oilers get the massive 5-2 win in Detroit. What a game this was, really. I mean, Oilers or hockey fans, really, Alberta hockey fans more specifically, were absolutely treated to two fantastic games on Monday and Tuesday. I just want to say that Flames-Rangers game uh, had a call for the, the game of the year. This game was another very good game as well. So just, just great hockey all around. Really good start to the back end of the All-Star break. But either way, as mentioned, the good, the bad, and the ugly from this game between the Oilers and the Red Wings. The good being the depth scoring. Warren Fogle with two goals, including the game winner. Philip Broberg also getting two points in this one. Not getting the love he deserves in this one, but was really good once again. Uh, a fantastic feed to Ryan McLeod, who got the scoring started. And he, again, just a great, great game for Philip Broberg as well, and not to mention Vincent DeHarnay, his fourth assist in nine games ever since he has joined the Edmonton Oilers. The Oilers haven't lost in regulation. Knock on wood, knock on wood. But the Edmonton Oilers 8-0-1 since DeHarnay's uh, debut in the NHL. And again, four points for him. Another, I thought it was his first NHL goal. I tweeted out, first NHL goal for DeHarnay tonight, book it. I saw that shot go in. I was like, hey, come on. But no, almost. Will we still wait? But DeHarnay, just fantastic. Edmonton Oilers depth, fantastic again in this one. Won the Oilers this game as well. The bad in this game is the middle first period. I won't lie, I had a very difficult time finding a bad in this game, but if I were to find a bad, it would be the middle to the late first period. As the Edmonton 
Oilers really dominated the first five minutes of the game, but after that, they really let the Detroit Red Wings run along with the puck, dictate the game, which ultimately led to Tyler Bertuzzi, excuse me, Tyler Bertuzzi's first goal of the game. There we go. Uh, But the Edmonton Oilers were able to rally back in the second period, scoring three in the second, two in the uh, third, and allowed the, or did not allow the Red Wings to score another goal in the third. Big third period for the Oilers, but the bad, the middle to late first period. And the ugly, the temper, but not really in a bad way. I liked seeing that fire from the Edmonton Oilers. I really liked seeing uh, Evander Kane getting into it with all the everything, really, all the Red Wings. I like seeing Clem Costin get in there. De- Vincent DeHarnay just absolutely manhandled guys. Brett Kulak dropping the gloves. Tyson Berry getting into scrums as well. It was just a, a very, very cohesive game for the Edmonton Oilers and a very, very tight-knit game for the Edmonton Oilers in more ways than one. So I have the ugly as the temper for the Oilers, but again, not in a bad way. So once again, in this game, the good, the bad, and the ugly for the Oilers between the uh, Oilers and the Red Wings, the good being depth scoring, the bad being the middle six, and the uh, ugly being their temper, but again, not in a bad way. Let's wrap it up there, folks. Again, the Edmonton Oilers improved to 29-18-4 on the season, and they look to improve on that record when they head to Philadelphia on Thursday for 5 o'clock Mountain Time puck drop. That one's going to be another chippy one. Zach McHugh and Nick Delorier. Oh my goodness, we can go on and on. Konechny, Farabee, my goodness that one's going to be a fun one either way we will have a preview heading into that game on thursday but we will have more trade chatter tomorrow on wednesday's episode either way until then after tonight's win all the way from motown to the city of brotherly love hopefully you can play la bomba baby